When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to tonight's CLNS Media Patriots Roundtable. I'm your host, Nick Qualley, sitting here with Marvazan and Mike Molyneux. All right, so basically just before we got on, the game plan was to just talk full uh, Mohamed Sanu. The Patriots obviously traded second-round pick for him. They bring in Mohamed Sanu, and that was going to be the main topic. Basically, what's the impact going to be of having Sanu on this roster now? Well, now, just a few minutes ago, it broke. I've got Adam Schefter's tweet here per field. Yates. Patriots place wide receiver Josh Gordon on IR due to his knee injury. His season now is over. So you bring in Mohamed Sanu, which this basically, by the way, guys, just wipes away most of why I'm happy why Mohamed Sanu is here, um, right. which obviously means the depth. Um, so you bring in Mohamed Sanu, you'll lose Josh Gordon, done for the year. So let's talk about that. Let's talk about, we can still talk about the impact of Mohamed Sanu now under these circumstances, though. So it might change up your answers uh, just a little bit. So, Marv, let's start it off with you. What is the significant impact with bringing in Mohamed Sanu if there is one, especially now with the news that Josh Gordon done for the year? Well, with Josh Gordon being done for the year, Sanu, you know, his role is going to change a little bit what I originally thought it was going to be on this team. He has to become the designated outside receiver for Tom Brady, you know, a big receiver, 6'2", 200 pounds. And, you know, we all know about his catch radius. You could throw it to him anywhere, and he's going to go up and go get it. He fights for the ball. And I thought he was going to be a perfect complement to Josh Gordon. You know, Josh Gordon oh, outside. Oh, I was so excited. And, uh. and him, him being in the inside, I thought that was going to be great because – you know, Sanu's not just an outside receiver. This is a guy you can put him anywhere on the field. You can put him inside. He's great with the short routes. He knows he understands defenses. He knows where to go into zones and, you know, beat beat a defense. Now that there's no Josh Gordon, we still, you know, Nikhil Harry's not guaranteed that he's gonna play. It's not guaranteed that he's gonna be um fit into Brady's system or whatnot. It's not, yeah, it's not guaranteed he's gonna be so, effective if he does he, play. Ex- exactly. So now Sanu has to be, you know. Now you're banking on Sanu to really be that guy to um, be your number two wide receiver on this team, essentially. And that giving up a second-round pick, he, he needs to be that guy. It's a must that Sanu is that guy, and I think he will be able to deliver. But it does it definitely changes things because now you – Philip Dorsett and Jacoby Myers, their roles, once again, heightens a bit knowing that Josh Gordon won't, will no longer be – playing this year yeah and you know what this tells me too because there's been a lot of like speculation about why they traded a second round pick because you know whether whether or not you believe it I mean it it seems to me that it's a little high for Mohamed Sanu I mean don't get me wrong I'm excited that he's here I think he's going to be I think he's I think he will fit well with the Patriots and Tom Brady and the whole nine but second round pick to me I was like okay that's a little high but now that we know this news I think they were a little desperate. I think they knew that they were going to need to get another receiver in because you're not going to go through the season with Jacoby Myers, Julian Edelman, Philip Dorsett, um, uh, and Gunnar Olszewski. You're just not going to do that. 
Mike, before we jump over to you, guys, the football season is underway. We are now in, right in the middle of the season. And now you can get into the game with our exclusive sports betting partners at betonline.ag. Sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit and make your bets on your favorite professional or college team. Every spread, every total, every winner or loser, straight bet, parlay, or tease your way through the entire season. Is Patrick Mahomes going to throw 56 touchdowns? If he does now, it's pretty impressive. Can the Pats go undefeated? Still on the table. Bet on all of this with the fastest odds, updates, and payouts with our new sportsbook partners, betonline.ag. Head over to betonline.ag and use your mobile device to join today and use promo code CLNS50 to receive your 50% welcome bonus. Get into all the action today with betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. All right, Mike, what do you think? The impact of bringing Mohamed Sanu to the Patriots now, especially with the news that Josh Gordon headed to IR? Well, my first thought or question is, when the Patriots were making this move to acquire Mohamed Sanu, were they doing it just to add depth uh, to, to the receivers? Or were they doing it because they already had prior knowledge that Josh Gordon probably was going to be out? That's what I, I think it was. I think it's the second one. I think they knew. I mean, I, one thing going into the season, as the season started to progress and Demarius Thomas out the picture, Antonio Brown out the picture, it was a conversation that, you know, and I think we had it a couple times on this show as well, to, should the Patriots add more weapons? I know I said it for sure that I believe the Patriots should go out and get weapons. So, obviously, you know, this move, they add weapons, but it's so unfortunate that as they're adding a weapon, it takes one right out the picture. Um, Sanu is a veteran receiver. He's been around for a while. He's seen a lot in this league. Uh, but this, that's one thing. It's another thing to come and be brand new to the whole Patriots system, uh, McDaniels, Brady, what they what they like on the field. Uh, I think Mohamed Sanu, in a lot of people's eyes, might just become the, the number two option on this team because of, you know, who he is, his track record, you know, how long he's been in the league. But we know the connection that Brady has with Dorsett. Uh, Jacoby Myers is starting to really, you know, show that he's uh, uh, an option for Brady out there. But Mohamed Sanu's uh, role on this team definitely increases. You know, before we just got this information, Josh Gordon, we thought, okay, uh, Sanu's going to, you know, be able to work in. Brady's still going to have Edelman, Gordon um, to work with and Dorsett. But now Sanu, he's probably going to get targeted a lot more than people anticipated because now officially Josh Gordon's out the picture. So, Look, I look to see Sanu be a huge part of this offense. Let's see how quickly he gets acclimated with the playbook and whatnot. But Sanu just went from being just another addition to the team to now a big addition because they're going to need him to really step up uh, for the offense. Yeah, and I mean, like, to go back to what you said about if the Patriots knew, I like I said, I definitely think they knew because – they gave up a pretty high pick. I don't know if they would have done that regardless, even if Josh Gordon. I, I was seeing reports today that Josh Gordon was on the field, by the way, today. Yes, so I, saw I, pic- I saw pictures of Josh Gordon and him on the field Some together. Funny yeah. I don't know. Like, I, I don't know what happened after that. And, and, and again, like, I'm not kidding. We record Wednesday, 522 p.m. is where we're at right now. This news broke about five minutes before we actually started the show or at least got on to get ready. So this this news is fresh. So throw everything out the window. My main point that I was happy about with this deal and with what we've been hammering the past few weeks, the past month, past month and a half, was that if the Patriots need one thing to improve this team, because the team is damn good, but the offense needs to improve in 
one specific area, and that was to get depth for Tom Brady, get depth at uh, weapons. And not only depth, you know Brady wants somebody who's experienced and reliable. I mean, this guy does not draw passes. This guy plays almost every game. I was looking at uh, the games that he's played since his rookie season in 2012, and every single season since then, since his rookie season, he's either played 15 or 16 games. So you know the guy's reliable. But the depth, to me, was the biggest part of why you had to go get somebody like this. Why you had to go get a Muhammad Sanu or potentially another target that a lot of people wanted that Jimmy G ended up getting in Emmanuel Sanders. It was the depth. It was the depth. On Monday night against the Jets, Tom Brady's receiving targets, Philip Dorsett, Julian Edelman, Jacoby Myers, and Gunnar Olszewski. You were an injury away from having Matt Slater out there playing receiver, which oh, he never boy. does. You were, you were a step away you were just one little bruised rib away from Julian Edelman which he's clearly hurting too by the way from getting Matt Slater out there to play receiver so the depth portion of this it was going to be huge it's what I was mostly excited about okay you got this now this offense is solidified except for the offensive line of course but you're almost back to where you were I don't know about the skill level between Josh Gordon and Muhammad Sanu I don't know how close they are but I mean, you know Mohamed Sanu is a very solid, good option. I think he will end up being the number two on this team. But he's, I mean, Mike, you're right. He's going to have to take on a big, big role, especially now that Josh Gordon's done. But, I mean, guys, are we back? And we can wrap this up in, in 30 seconds with this question. Are the Patriots back in the same position that they basically were now that <laughs> their depth is essentially the exact same as it was before they got brought in Mohamed Sanu? What do think, you think, Marv? I think I think it actually it's actually worse because prior to prior to it, you know, you had a couple weeks where you said, okay, the Patriots can start making making moves and add to the depth. We're getting to, we're getting to the finish line here where there's no more trade deadline. If the kill Harry doesn't, you know, if he doesn't come back or he's not effective, then what do you have there with Sanu and just Julian Edelman? I think this team will still be fine just because of the defense and how amazing it is, but. I don't know if you're in a better position than you were last week. More, I mean, more news that just came out, too. This is all live on the show, baby. Uh, this is I'm reading this off a of Bleacher Report per Ian Rappaport. Uh, Gordon likely done in New England. Patriots wide receiver knee will be waived off of IR when fully healthy. So it seems like Josh Gordon is going to be done in New England. Damn. Jesus. Which... I mean, with that, it's this is this has been a roller coaster with this guy, and you know, a lot of people wanted to see him succeed, and it sucks yeah. that it sucks that is it, it sucks that he had to get hurt. It really does suck that he had to get hurt. But I mean, with Mohamed Sanu too, a benefit with him in this situation is he's under contract for next season. That's that's so. that's, that's that's a sad story, you know, and it especially seems as if you know, not take talking about the knee injury, but in terms of his personal life. For the most part, it seemed like he was doing everything right to be, you know, healthy. Seemed like he was back oh, yeah. on track. It seemed like he was back on track for this team and for football to be taken away from him now because of a knee injury after everything he's dealing with outside of football. It's a sad story. I mean, the Patriots have done so much, and, you know, it sucks that this is the way it's going for Josh Gordon, New England Patriots relationship. Yeah, before we wrap up this topic real quick, just other things I wanted to hit on with Mohamed Sanu that makes him valuable too, just straying away from the Josh Gordon piece of it, just the the positive side of bringing this guy in. He's a Bill Belichick. Uh, he's exactly what Bill Belichick wants. He's a Bill Belichick, just perfect gift. I mean, this is why the Patriots want, tried getting him before the draft, ahead of the draft 
uh, this past year is because he fits what the Patriots do. He's versatile. He can return kicks. He can play outside. He can play inside. He's a good run blocker. This guy can do it all. So, I mean, in the end, it's a good, it's a great move for the Patriots, hopefully in the end, to bring in Mohamed Sanu. But it just sucks at the same time that you just didn't add any depth. Yeah, man, this is this is really heartbreaking. Like like Mike said, just with the Josh Gordon news, I know we're, t- we're supposed to be talking about Sanu, but this man, we're talking about a man who, you know, really fought his ass off to really make the team and fit into this culture, get a second chance, you know, and it, it sucks. It really sucks. I was really rooting for this guy. Everybody was for sure. Per Albert Breer, source says Patriots wide receiver Josh Gordon expects to be medically cleared soon and that his knee injury is minor. I was told he ran 22 miles an hour on the treadmill during a rehab session today. Once he's cleared, he hopes to be released off of IR and signed with a new team. And this is more to it. There has there's, to be more to it. There's more to it. This is, this is becoming a very Ooh. interesting situation as we sit here right now. It's more to it, and as the news unfolds, you know, the coverage will be there for sure from CLNS Media, mate. This is, this is what? Oh, my be, God. This, this became interesting in this in this 10-minute video. <laughs> now I'm mad. Now I went from being heartbroken <laughs> to pissed off. Yeah, there's Woo, more. To- all right. All right. This is another CLNS Media Patriots Roundtable. I'm your host, Nick Wally. I'm sitting here with Marvin Zahn and Mike Molyneux. Okay, some weird news today. Some weird, some weird tidbits came out of Tom Brady's weekly WEEI interview with the Greg Hill Show. So, you know, usually when Tom Brady discusses retirement, people are asking him all the time, are you going to retire after this year? When do you plan on retiring? Blah, blah, blah. Every, almost every single time when he's asked, he says, 45 years old. I am going to be here till 45 years old. That's the game plan. That's what I want to do. That's what I'm driven to do. But it got a little interesting when he made his appearance on the Greg Hill show. This is the quote when he was asked about the retirement speculation that was really brought up by Adam Schefter on Monday Night Football, which, mind you, Adam Schefter is tuned into a lot of things around the NFL. He's got people involved with every single team. He knows what's going on in his speculation on Monday night before the game. I found very interesting because he he seemed like he knew something. He seemed like he knew something. So this is what Brady's response was to that question about the retirement speculation on the uh, Greg Hill show. That is a that is the great part for me. I don't know. I think that has been an, I think that has been a unique situation that I have been in because I think when you commit to a team for a certain amount of years, you kind of feel like there is the responsibility to always fulfill a contract. For me, it's been good because I'm because I am just taking it day by day and I'm, I am enjoying what I have. I don't know what the future holds. And the great part is for me, football is at this point all borrowed time. I never expected to play 20 years and I am playing on a great team. And it's just been an incredible 20 years of my life. To play for Mr. Kraft and Jonathan and the Kraft family and for Coach Belichick and to have so much success is a dream come true. So very interesting response there for Tom Brady. Guys, I mean, what do you think is... Do you guys think Tom might be leaning towards a retirement after this season? What do you guys take away from those comments? Mike, we'll start off with you. I I no longer concern myself with anything past the current season when it comes to Tom Brady. I just don't want to put that stress how, on How deep on of you? Life. <laughs> I, it, <laughs> there's no point in me. You know, I folk, I'm, like, I'm like Brady. I'm focused on right now. And right now, the Patriots... Of 2019 are having a hell of a season. 
you know, hopefully they make a, a, a deep run. It's looking like possibly another Super Bowl appearance. After that, once February 3rd or 4th or whenever the Super Bowl is this year, uh, um, after that, then I'll worry about things post this current season. It's just, it's going to be a cycle, you know, Brady. And it's, it's, it's almost getting close to kind of Brett Farvish. Not saying that he's retiring and coming back, but the fact that there's this conversation of, well, is he going to be done? Or is he going to stick around? Or is he going to be sticking around? Or is he done? Like, I don't want to go back and forth. Brady's, Brady's going to get asked this constantly over and over again. Is he playing to 45? Or is this year it? What's your take? He's going to get asked constantly. And I feel like his answers have kind of flip-flopped himself a little bit. One time in an interview, he'll say something similar to that he said on the WEI show about, well, I'm just taking it a day at a time. We'll see how I wake up. And in his un- other interviews, he'll say, well, you know, I've said I want to play to 45. That's the goal. I, I'm, I'm kind of close to getting kind of sick of that. So I'm just going <laughs> to stay in the present and just say, let's see how 2019 goes. Then we'll revisit this Tom Brady conversation. Because, you know, in all honesty, he has nothing left to prove as an NFL player. He has nothing left to prove. But if he's going to continue to play, let's see where it goes from there. I think this is the third topic that Mike's been like, I don't want to talk about this anymore. I'm (laughs) sick of this topic. Get rid of it. I'm pretty sure we've talked about Josh Gordon when you've been done with it. Steven Gostowski, I thought you were going to run your head through the laptop. All right, the football season is back. We are now in the middle of the season, and now you can get into the game with our exclusive sports betting partners, betonline.ag. Sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit and make your bets on your favorite professional or college team. Every spread, every total, every winner or loser, straight bet, parlay, or tease your way through the entire season. Is Patty Mahomes going to throw for 56 touchdowns? Can the Pats go undefeated? Still on the table. Bet on all of this with the fastest odds, updates, and payouts with our new sportsbook partners, betonline.ag. Head over to betonline.ag or use your mobile device to join today and use promo code CLNS50 to receive your 50% welcome bonus. Get into all the action today with betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. All right, Marv, what do you think? What do you take away from those comments? Is Brady kind of hinting that retirement after this season is becoming more and more of a possibility? We have to understand one thing. Brady doesn't have a contract after this year. So what and that's big every, first time. Everything everything Brady's saying is calculated. He knows what he's doing. He doesn't go onto these radio shows and just starts talking, rambling off or nothing. He knows what questions are gonna be asked. Everything is calculated. Brady is playing chess right now. Even the whole moving thing, what Adam Schefter said was not breaking news. We talked about it on this show months ago back That's in true. August. That's true. Like it's, it's not, nothing Adam Schefter said was, oh, my God, Brady just moved his house. Let's let's all calm down. Brady needs to make have a contract next year. Brady still wants to play to 45. So he needs to put pressure on the Kraft family, Bill Belichick and whatnot, say, hey, if I retire, you guys have nothing. I don't care what this defense is doing. You're not winning with Jared Stidham. It's just not happening. So Brady's, you know, he's putting little feelers out there just to, you know, spark up interest. Oh, is Brady going to retire? Oh, could Brady possibly, you know, um, play for another team? Because at the end of this year, Brady's a free agent. And he wants to put all the pressure on the Patriots to, you know, re-sign him for at least another two or three years. I think that's all he's doing. He's just playing chess right now. There's nothing for anyone to go crazy about. Brady's not going anywhere. 
You know, but I mean, with the contract thing, I don't think the Patriots are going to want to do that. I think I, I don't look. I, we don't know. I don't know if the Patriots drafted Jarrett Stidham to succeed Tom Brady. What was he a fourth round draft pick? Right. Right. Middle, I, like, I don't think I don't think the game plan there is to bring in Jarrett Stidham and make him the quarterback. But although I, uh, it could be. I don't know if Tom Brady's playing that leverage game. I've been I've been back and forth with that all day because I mean Marv, yeah, you're right. He's he could be playing that. Look, you guys, if I leave, you're not going to have a quarterback. Jared Stidham, I, did he throw a pass on Monday? Uh, I don't yeah, he think he throw did. one. He didn't throw. He didn't. Throw. Yeah, no. so he's still 0 for one with a pick six. So I I mean like Brady Brady could be saying. If I don't come back, you're going to be stuck with Jared Stidham. Who knows how he's going to look next year, but you're going to be stuck with that guy, huge unknown. Or I don't, I, I feel like if, if it was a leverage play, though, he could be playing a little better by saying, like, I, I could be playing next year. I don't know if it's going to be for the Patriots because I don't think the Patriots are going to want to see him go elsewhere. But then with that speculation, with that kind of leverage, Brady's not going to go anywhere. Can we like that's a conversation I don't want to have. I don't think Brady's going to go anywhere else. If he's if he's if he leaves New England, he's retired. Brady, I think Brady's been around New England, Boston, whatever long enough to know that if he were to ever step foot in another uniform, he'd still have the respect of the, you know, Patriots nation, Boston sports fans. But there's going to be that one. It's going to be a blemish on the fact that, oh, you had a great year. Yeah. You had the choice to either ride off into the sunset as a Patriots for life, but you donned another uniform for another team. People would, it'd be in a lot of people's, in the back of people's mind. I just personally believe so. Yeah. And he, and I think that he, I think he likes the fact that it's unique for him because him and among the greats, I mean, Joe Montana played for a different team. Uh, Brett Favre played for a different Peyton team. Manning. Peyton Manning played for a different team. I think Brady likes the fact that he could play his entire his entire career, have right. an absolutely legendary career with that. with one team. And I don't think he would ever play for anybody else. I don't think he wants to play for anybody else because then again, he's going to be another year older into his forties. He's not going to want to try to install his offense with another team who may not be able to run it as well. Um. But just going back to that comment, the one big thing that makes me question whether or not he might be retiring after this season is how he talks about specifically, I think when you commit to a team for a certain amount of years, you kind of feel like there is the responsibility to always fulfill that contract. By saying that, you got, you're right. Everything he does is calculated. And by saying that, that gives him this out. Marv, you mentioned the contract. He's in a walk year for the first time ever. He finishes out technically... His contract, he fulfilled the philosophy that he's instilling right there. So he doesn't have to feel like an a-hole if he leaves. He's setting himself up to look like the good guy. Okay, I'm leaving. I finished out the contract. I'm not screwing you guys over. This is just it. I'm not leaving you guys with any. I'm not leaving you guys on a contract that I said maybe two years. No, I am done after this year. Another big thing with this, though, Super Bowl. If he wins Super Bowl number seven this year, I think he's definitely done. Frankly, I think he's done anyway. <sighs> I don't think the Super Bowl win or loss or anything like that has has any. But any that'll decision. put him on top of everybody. Number it, seven, that's yeah, more rings than, any, than any team. But Brady just wants to play. Brady wants to play, and I don't think he's going to retire whether he loses or wins number seven. And another thing is, I don't see Brady going to another team. I don't see him trying to learn another system. And if he fails, if Brady would fail, that would kill him. 
If he would yes, if he went, if he went somewhere else, what are we going to be talking yeah. about? Oh, it was Bill Belichick. It was exactly. Bill Belichick who made, and you don't want to even risk that for your legacy or anything like that. No, because it could, I mean, it could help it if he did really well somewhere else, but it could really, if he doesn't, and if he struggles, I don't, I don't care if he's 55 and loses an arm. People are still going to say, okay, it was Bill Belichick. Yep. All right, guys, this is another CLNS Media Patriots Roundtable. I'm your host, Nick Qualia, sitting here with Marvin Zahn and Mike Molino. I mean, guys, the defense is freaking good. This defense is a damn wagon. But let's let's talk about what the defense is going to look like when they play some legitimate offenses. You know they haven't played any good teams uh, other than the Bills, I'll give the Bills, but they haven't played. They've played the Redskins. They've played the Jets. They've played the Dolphins. There's a reason why before the season people said the Patriots had ranked the easiest schedule in the NFL. But this defense, regardless, looks damn good. What do you guys think, though? Is the defense going to continue to dominate even once they get up and play teams like the Chiefs, like the Cowboys? Are they going to continue to look legitimately dominant, or are they going to take a step back, and are we going to see a defense that might not be as Phenomenal, frankly, as what they have been. Marv, let's start with you. What have we seen in the NFL this year that makes us think, oh my God, this team is going to crush the Patriots when they like let's take let's take away the schedule of the easy schedule that the Patriots have. Let's look at the other teams and how they played, specifically in the um AFC. What have we seen from other teams and be like, oh my God, this team is really a step ahead of everybody else, and they're gonna cause the Patriots defense trouble. Let's look at the Ravens. They have Lamar Jackson. Outside of Lamar Jackson, who really fears you on that on that team? Offensively, nobody. Kansas City, they've taken a step back. Yes, Patrick Mahomes is amazing. Him and Tyreek Hill, that connection is great. Outside of that, they have a bunch of nice little receivers and LaShawn McCoy, who's who's you never know whether he's going to be able to stay healthy. That doesn't fear me. This Patriots defense is legit. And I could easily say this one of the best secondaries that I've ever seen. There's not one offense in the NFL that scares me that that to the point where I say, oh my God. This quarterback is going to rip, you know, tear us apart, or this this quarterback is really going to find a hole, or like Sam Darnold likes to say, find the weakness into this defense. It's just not going to happen. This defense is legit. The way they pass, the way they pass rush, the way they've been covering the wide receivers. You have the best cornerback, Devin McCourty. Seems like he's on another level this year. I like everything about this defense, and I don't see any offense really you know, exposing this defense whatsoever. Are there going to be teams that finally, you know, score a little more that probably have a better offensive line? Okay, yeah, sure. But I don't see this team being in many shootouts. All right, guys, the football season is obviously back. We are now in the middle of the season, and you can get into the game with our exclusive sports betting partners, betonline.ag. Sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit and make your bets on your favorite professional or college team. Every spread, every total, every winner or loser, straight bet, parlay, or tease your way through the entire season. Is Patty Mahomes going to toss 56 touchdowns? 
going to be pretty impressive if he does now that he doesn't have a knee. Can the Pats go undefeated? Bet on all of this with the fastest odds, updates, and payouts with our new sports book partners, betonline.ag. Head over to betonline.ag or use your mobile device to join today and use promo code CLNS50 to receive your 50% welcome bonus. Get into all the action today with betonline.ag, your online sports book experts. Mike, real quick, just reading off the Patriots' defensive stats right now where they rank in the league. Uh, Number one in points, absurd. I was even shocked when I saw this number. First in the league, they give up 6.9 points per game. First overall in total yards, 223.1. Second in passing and running with 148.4 passing and 74.7 rushing. So, Mike, what do you think? Is this defense going to look as legit once they get to real offensive competition, as in the Cowboys, as in the Chiefs, whoever? When the season started to, you know, progress and go along, I think after each win, I just kept saying, you know, they're getting their confidence up. They're beating these bad teams. They're getting their confidence up. And that's all you can really ask for. Dominate bad teams. We're headed to what? Week eight? I can't use that, you know, I can't use that line anymore. Because, yeah, they've beaten bad teams and they've continued to build confidence. But if you have the confidence, if they're, if there's any worry about their confidence, about how good the defense is, it's solidified, in my opinion, because they've been so dominant consistently week after week. Yeah. Um, halfway through the season, and you've been this dominant, I don't I don't think you can keep using the narrative of they just keep beating bad teams. They just keep ba- beating bad teams. They've consistently shut teams down and blown them and, and held them to low-scoring games consistently, regardless of who they face. The fact that they've done it for seven straight weeks says enough right there. I have zero fear when I look at the upcoming opponents. Will the Chiefs and, and you know, Ravens and Cowboys get a touchdown hand? Possibly, yeah. But I think for the most part, we're not going to watch a team that just comes in and says, oh, this is too much for the Patriots to handle. They can't. Because the confidence that they built, the domination that they showed, I think will carry them into those matchups against those teams where they're riding high and they're ready to continue to do what they've done consistently throughout the first half of the season. Uh, I don't really see, I'm telling you, I've been trying to tell Marvel on this post game show over and over again. I don't see any team left on the schedule posing a serious threat. And when I say undefeated, I mean it. This team has a possibility to go undefeated because, hey, Marv just said it himself. You know, we're saying, Marv just said this is the possibly the best secondary he's ever seen. We know with the guys, the, the boogeyman in Collins and Hightower and, and Van Noy are doing up front. This defense is something to be reckoned with. On top of the fact that Brady and the offense are getting done, the defense can, if necessary, win them games. So I'm going to say it again. Don't rule out undefeated. Mind you, Nick, he's been saying this since week two. So, of course, I had to tell him I don't want to hear it. But what what happens when I say it now? But what did I tell you in week two? Tell me in week eight. Okay, what what do you say now? I said it's possible. We're heading to week eight. Yeah. Now I can can entertain the conversation. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it in September. I mean, this is absurd, though, right? I mean, like, Mike, you're you're listing off teams. You're like, yeah, they might score. And, like, these are solid offensive teams. Yeah, they could score a touchdown, maybe two touchdowns. Like, <laughs> these, are, these are some solid damn offensive teams that you're talking about here. And this – I'm at the point now that 
It does not matter that they're playing bad teams. Even when you're playing bad teams, you slip up here and there. But from what we've seen in every aspect of the defense, they are just deep and they're great. The pass rush, the run defense, the defensive backs. I mean, I was a huge fan of J.C. Jackson last year. I love what I'm seeing out of J.C. Jackson this year. Just they're airtight in every aspect. And, and again, just because they're playing bad teams, you still have to shut those bad teams down. They have shut out now two teams this year. The most points they've given up is 14 in a game. And I think that only happened two times. So to, to shut out an NFL team, I don't care who it is. That's yeah. very hard. And to do it to two teams? Come on now. And when you and when you look at the other offensive, I juggernauts, I'm gonna use that term loosely. Uh, the Chiefs, who knows what they're going to end up looking like in Dallas and Baltimore. I just don't – Mike, I'm in the same boat as you. I don't look at these teams and be like, that's a team that can tune up this defense. I'm looking at the Pagers' defense just at the head of it, at the head of it, plus with the boogeyman. But Stephon Gilmore, this guy, playing out of, of his ass. The McCourty He's an absolute – and the McCourty brothers just – I mean, you, you can you could legitimately name almost everybody on this defense maybe besides Michael Bennett, and be like, they are rolling. This defense might be one of the best defenses of the decade. Right? Yeah, I agree. I agree. They have been, they've been unreal. They've been unreal. All right, guys. This was another CLNS Media Patriots Roundtable. I'm yours, Nick Qualia, Marvazan, and Mike Molino. Guys, don't forget, after every single Patriots game, every single one, Watch the CLNS Media live post-game show with Mike and Marv. Guys, we're going to be back next week with more topics. I mean, we're still rattled here from the Josh Gordon news, so maybe some more things. Maybe some more news is going to develop. We don't know. Maybe they're going to bring in somebody else next week to fulfill or to fill that hole that's been left on the roster with the departure of Josh Gordon because I still have a depth issue there. But – We'll be back with more news next week, more topics to talk about. Again, Nick Qualia, Marvizan, and Mike Molino. We will be back again next week, guys. Thank you for watching.